Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, how much do you need in retirement? So, Michael, despite my youthful exterior, uh, my playful personality, um, I actually know quite a lot about retirement. That's what I've been doing uh, the last 10 years. I actually spent a reasonable amount of time compared to most uh in retirement villages, talking to those who are um, are retired. So we thought today is one of those topics where people are like always thinking about in terms of their future, planning for their future. How much money do I need in retirement? What are, what does it look like? Kind of get myself into gear, make sure I'm getting ahead, right? Yeah, and it's something that people quite often don't think about for. Oh, I don't want to say until it's too late, um, but with all of this sort of thing, that the earlier the better. Um, and that's the sort of um, the mentality that we take with these things. And, you know, KiwiSaver is just an absolute brilliant idea for Kiwis in retirement because historically our savings have been pretty poor. Um, we, we like to spend as opposed to save. Uh, and that sort of KiwiSaver safety net of out of sight, out of mind, you can't touch this, uh, is really going to help generations moving into retirement. Yeah, yeah. And KiwiSaver has become even more important with some of the things we're gonna talk about today. So on this episode, we're gonna talk about New Zealand Super. So New Zealand Super is a big part of uh, a lot of uh, Kiwi's retirement strategy. So what does it mean? How much do you get paid? What are the eligibilities? We're gonna talk about the different um, variables that can impact how much you might need in retirement because not everybody needs the same amount. And that's why it's so hard to get such a, a direct answer on the question, how much do I need in retirement? Well, it depends. Mm. Um, so we'll give you some ideas and then we'll also talk about specific examples of if you want this income, this is how much you'll need to have in retirement. Yep. So, all right, let's start at the start then, James. So we, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, what is New Zealand Super? And how does it actually work? So New Zealand Superannuation was designed a, a very long time ago and some sort of uh, government pension is, is around the world. The idea that when people get to a certain age, they can no longer work, they can no longer uh, earn an income being employed or self-employed. So the government has historically said, hey, I am responsible uh, for you because you paid tax for so many years. Thank you for your contribution. I, I will pay you a living wage for the rest of your life. That is fundamentally what, what New Zealand Super is. So for a couple New Zealand Super is $30,000 a year um, after tax. And for a single, it's around $20,000 a year after tax. And they're both linked with inflation. So they're kind of you know, nibbling nibbling up each year. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's meant to be what we would call a, a living wage. Um, but, you know, it's not going to support the, the same life. Most likely it won't support the same lifestyle that you have while you're working. Um, when you're compared to the amount of salary that you were getting. Um, and, okay, James, so we know what New Zealand Super is. Sounds great. Um, doesn't sound like a lot uh, to me, uh, but over time, I guess it, I guess it adds up. Um, but if I've got that, why do I need to save for my retirement? Surely yeah, I can just rest I mean, on my laurels and, and wait for the government to, to, to pay for me. Yeah, and you just alluded to that. Say you've got a household income of, um, whether it's 100000 before tax, 200000 before tax, if there's two of you working with a decent income, 
that's nowhere near the same amount. So if your household expenditure is including the mortgage and maybe some travel, et cetera, say it's $70,000 a year, there's a big difference between that and $30,000. $30,000 is keeping the lights on, paying for some food, potentially the occasional mocha for those who uh, dare dabble with a mocha instead of a man's coffee, like a nice cold <laughs> brew on a summer's day. Um, so it's, it's, it's just not enough to keep most people in the lifestyle they're accustomed to. And also you've been working for so bloody long. Like you want to have some breathing room. You want to have some fun. So mm. that's, that's the first reason why um, New Zealand superannuation by itself is not enough. I would say though, in that though, we've got it pretty good in New Zealand. If you look ar around other countries in the world, the first thing is it's not means tested. So means mm. tested goes, hey, Michael, if you uh, have a net financial position of X, you know what? The government doesn't need to support you. You're good. You can stand on your own feet. So um, we don't have means testing like happens in Australia and, and lots of other countries in the world. And they, actually the amount we're paying those in retirement, they might you know, complain a little bit, but it's enough to uh, maintain their lifestyle. But the amount we're paying people in addition to it not being means tested, everybody being eligible, um, assuming you're a you know a permanent resident or a citizen and been here long enough, etc., um, is is pretty good. So that is a, a a big tick, but the amount by itself is not enough. The other big thing we're seeing around the world, which pretty much every government in the world is starting to tackle, is the average age um, of populations is getting older, people are mm. living longer. The trend is that there's not enough young people that are going to be able to support uh, New Zealand superannuation in the future. And that is one of the reasons why KiwiSaver was introduced is because they want to be a New Zealand super. I generally say to anybody under 50, I go, hey, if you're under 50, don't plan for... New Zealand Super, it'll be a very unpopular thing that a government does in the future and no government will want to tackle it. But I mean, we saw in uh, like Italy, for example, they had to cut their New Zealand Super in half overnight because they weren't in a financial position to support it anymore. And that those that kind of thing will, will happen. So it is important if you are under 50 to go on the assumption I have to stand on my own two feet. I am dependent for my own on my own retirement. And if you are over 50 and still working, then thinking to yourself, New Zealand super is not enough by itself. I need to make sure I've got other assets. So if I've got a net income of $70,000 a year, which allows me to live the lifestyle I am accustomed to, then you can maintain that lifestyle in, in retirement because you don't want to be getting... Uh, getting older, working for such a long period of time and not being able to be comfortable. That's, that's just horrible. Yeah, and James highlights a couple of really good points there. Um, so although it doesn't seem like much on an annual basis, um, if you look at it, it's 750000 um, for a couple. So there is quite a substantial cost there to the government. And as working age populations decline around the world um, and you're getting that shift from uh, people being in their working age to more heavily skewed toward people in retirement, not only does the actual cost increase for governments, but also the ability to tax and generate revenue to pay for that cost decrease. 
So all of those factors adding up means that it is unlikely that superannuation will continue uh, in the future in the same fashion that it is now. It might be less, it might be means tested, there might be none. Um, but this is part of the reason why we say to everyone under 50, don't count on it. If we just stop there as well, Mike, uh, you ran over that stat, which is a huge one, but when you process it, if you are retire at 65 and work until 90 and you're a couple, the government will pay you $750,000 over the rest of your, um, your, your life. That is a lot of money. And if you are under 50 going, that's 750 Gs, you've got to find it from somewhere else. That's a lot of money and a lot of um, responsibility. And the answer is if you don't have that money, if you don't plan for your retirement, I see it just being like a benefit, right? Um, that you'll just get and not to the same level as New Zealand Super. Yeah. Okay. So that's New Zealand Super, roughly how it works, how much you really you sort of get uh, and why we shouldn't uh, really depend on it in our planning. So James, how much do I then actually need to retire? Well, this is a bit of a waffly answer, Mike, because there's so many different variables it depends on. The, the first obvious one is it depends when you're going to retire and what retirement looks like for you. So let's say you and I, Mike, if you say you go, hey, dealing with numbers all day, mortgage broken, I hate it. I can't stand it. I want to retire at 50. Um, opposed to me who goes, hey, quite happy doing what I'm doing. I'm going to work until 65. Let's say we want an income of $70,000 a year in retirement in both our situations. If you retire at 50 and I retire at 65, you're going to need another $600,000 come retirement because you've got an extra 15 years of not working and your capital having to last you. So that is one big one is when, and obviously on the flip side, if uh, maybe you have a part-time job or you um, continue working full-time because you really love what you do, whatever it might be, and you work um, past 65, You'll obviously need less cash in, in retirement because most likely the length of your retirement will be shorter. Yeah. And there's other strategies that people use when they're looking at um, uh, how they can accumulate this wealth um, and, and build this capital moving into retirement. Um, but some of the common ones um, or some of the common sort of thing I hear is I'm going to downsize my home, um, which is... I don't want to say the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff if you plan for it, um, but it's not something that we like to, uh, I guess, uh, like to have people relying on um, with, with the right sort of planning um, and, and the right steps that are taken early. Uh, there shouldn't be any need to rely on things like that. You should be able to plan for this and, and build, grow your wealth over time so that you are adequately catered for in retirement. Yeah, I agree with, with that. It, it's, something that can be part of your strategy downsizing your home but hopefully that's like the cherry on the top hopefully that's something mm. you're not dependent on the other big thing which we have spoken about in the past is people go hey i'm gonna sell my four bedroom um uh, family home on the quarter sec section with a picket fence and i'm gonna move into a nice apartment close to the city and you're actually not because the cost per square meter is so much higher you're really not releasing much capital in some cases no capital at all so you want to make sure that when you make those decisions on where you want to live that you don't go geez i need to release so much capital or i need to move into the region so i can release so much you want it to be on on your terms yeah no absolutely 
So let's run through some examples of how much we would actually need in retirement. So let's say... Before you do that, Mike, can I just, on the how much you need in retirement, can I just touch on a couple more points? Sorry to interrupt. Um, Two other big things you need to think about is one is, do you want to leave a legacy for your family at the end of it? So if you want to leave, um, I don't know, so you got three kids and you want to leave them each $100,000 outside of the family home, that means essentially that's $300,000 of capital that you can't spend in your retirement. So thinking about, do you want to leave a legacy behind is a good one. The other one is a big buzzword at the moment, Mike, is passive income. James, I want to see passive income. Passive income, in theory, it doesn't really exist. It's just, it maybe you're getting paid rent, but most people have a mortgage on investment property, maybe getting paid a dividend. Is that enough um, to keep you going? I And the reason I bring this up is you, most people, I would say over 95% of people have to be comfortable eroding their capital over time. So for example, you have half a million dollar of assets. You need to be comfortable that you're going to erode that by 90 down to a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. If you're just taking the cream on the top, like, and, and thinking about inflation as well, you're going to need so much more capital Mm -hmm. to be able to live the lifestyle you want. And I encourage all of my clients to enjoy their money because they've worked so bloody hard for it that you want to go and do the trips while you can and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And it's that that mix of assets moving into retirement that's really important. And we've, we've spoken about that before, um, you know, making sure that you have assets that are liquid, that you can um, you know, draw down some of the capital off that to, to sort of provide you with that income when you're in retirement. Yeah. Cool. So, James, let's do it. How much do I need? Hit me with the numbers. So if you are a couple and you are going to receive New Zealand superannuation, um, if you want an income of $40,000 a year in retirement, so that's $30,000 from New Zealand super, $10,000 from your investments, $200,000 is what you need. Mm -hmm. If you want an income of, say, $80,000 a year in retirement, so you're finding $50,000 from yourself, so if you didn't receive New Zealand superannuation, that's another way you can think of it, you need a million dollars of capital, retirement. Um, if you wanted an income of 100000 in retirement, $1.4 million. And then if you want an income of $120,000 a year in retirement, so if you didn't receive New Zealand Super, that would be 90000 That's $1.8 million. So quite a few numbers there, Mike. Hopefully they all kind of sunk in. The, the, the big thing there is there's such a big degree depending on the yeah. size of the income you want. The other, the other thing we see quite a lot, Mike, is a lot of our clients will um, uh, need additional income at the start of their retirement because they yeah. want to travel. But mm. I don't see too many people traveling at say, 75. But then also if they live long enough, they go, back, they go into like um, care and then the costs go back up. So we see yeah. retirement costs as a bit of a U-shape. Yeah, absolutely. But we can't forget, Mike, about the singles out there um, because, you know, if we forget about the singles, it's just not very nice. Unfortunately, the singles need more money for more of an income because they're only receiving $20,000 of New Zealand super. So if you want an income of $40,000 a year in retirement, you need $400,000 of capital. 
If you want an income of $80,000 a year in retirement, $1.2 million. An income of $100,000 is, and that's a goal that we see a lot of people kind of yeah. trying to aim towards um, because, you know, that's pretty comfortable to, like, to do some travel. That's $1.6 million. And if you want income of $120,000 a year, that's $2 million of capital you need in retirement. Yeah. So a little bit harder for the singles, just a little bit more money. Um, but I guess what it really comes down to is that planning uh, and taking the steps as early as possible. Um, you know, James and I talk about this a lot in the webinars that we run with people, but wealth is like a snowball. Um, and the earlier you start that snowball, the bigger it gets. Yeah. And these are very um, basic numbers mm. in a kind of linear. You draw your capital down over time. Maybe you're working part time in retirement. Maybe you're downsizing your home. Maybe your income changes. Maybe you receive an inheritance at some point. On the inheritance side, please don't plan for inheritance. It's kind of morally just a bit wrong, and also you never know what you're gonna what you're gonna get. Um, but this is just to give you an idea of if you're um, a couple and you want income of hundred thousand dollars a year in retirement, about one and a half million dollars of assets, good number. And one point six, one point seven if you're single. So I guess the obvious question off the bat of this, Mike, is, well, we've spoken about New Zealand superannuation. We've spoken about uh, the variables in terms of the amount you need in retirement and then some dollar figures. The next question becomes, well, what assets should I be using? How much should I be contributing? What does that all look like? Well, here is your teaser for the week. We will talk about that in a part two, going here are your different uh, investment vehicles for retirement. Here are some ways to achieve these goals. So make sure to check that out in our next episode, which we'll be dropping later in the week. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Cheers.